All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Grind Podcast, where I'm your host, Eric Van Workham. I have two special guests here with me today, Peyton Thomas, our filmer and editor, and then also Aaron Van Workham, my brother. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the 75 Hard program and what that was like for us starting out during hunting season. Um, talk about why I chose to start that a little bit. Peyton's got a bunch of questions uh, written up here, but before we go into that, I talk about this every time because it's something I believe in, and that's Basemap. Basemap.com forward slash Muley Freak. Save yourself 20% off Basemap Pro or the Basemap Pro bundle. Now, what I like about Basemap, say, over on X, okay, number one, hunt wind. Predictive, hyper-accurate wind data. Number two, I like smart markers. Being able to place a marker, which some call those waypoints, and getting dynamic weather data and info at the time you place a marker. Now, why that's important right now. Let's say you spot a buck or a bull on his feet. You mark it on base map where he was, and then you'll get that weather info and dynamic barometric pressure, temperature, moon phase on why he was on your feet so that you can better pattern animals. Okay. And then the XDR compass line. That's double tap the my location button in the middle, project that line. If you're trying to find your way back to your truck, camp, meet, see how far you have to go back to camp after you're exhausted for a long day. It's just super nice to have. And they recently released this thing called the NavCam, which goes along with remote, remote markers where you can literally type in a yardage, hit tools, remote markers, type in a yardage, and the NavCam pulls up where you have a crosshair and you can point at that hillside where that bucker bull was that you shot at last light so that you can place a pin or a marker so that you can quickly find your way over to that draw that you've never been to quickly and efficiently. So save yourself 20% off Basemap, basemap.com forward slash mealyfreak. Um, all right, let's get started, guys. Okay, so yeah, I, I somehow bumped across this guy named Andy Frisella. I don't remember exactly how I bumped across it, but I started looking into him and I started looking into what he was about um, from, his, from his business standpoint and as an entrepreneur and largely a lot of his morals and political views. And, and I kind of never really ran across to somebody that I felt like resonated with who I was so much. So I started looking into him and I saw one of the programs he was pushing, it was called 75 Hard and, and how this um, program changed lives and how it uh, changed my life. And so I was sitting there in, in Alaska with Nick and I read through 75 Hard the book, and I recommend anybody that starts 75 hard, uh, read this book first. But, um, before we get started, Peyton, what's your first question there, man? I Say mean, hi, I guess. Oh, what's up, everyone? <laughs> hi, Peyton. How's it going, Aaron? Good. I mean, so at first I just kind of wanted to go over what 75 hard is, just so people know. So, um, and one of the main things, if you read the book or listen to Andy, when his podcast on 75 Hard, it's not a fitness challenge. It's a mental toughness challenge. And I think that's what is like the main point of it. Yeah, you get in shape. But so that was just the main thing I wanted to put out there is this it's a mental toughness program. Not necessarily than, a diet or a fitness program. Yeah. And that, that you focus on that too. And you, you get healthier. And I think we've all seen changes in each of us with that, but it's a, he preaches it's a mental toughness a lot too. So gotcha. uh, I'll just kind of 
say all the steps of what you kind of have to do in 75 hard and we can go over each one after that of what we did for them so you have to do two separate workouts and they have to be 45 minutes each so and they can't be consecutive so you have to do like one in the morning one in the evening one has to be outside so that's the challenge of it you have to do 10 pages of reading um it can't be like a non-fiction or a fiction book. It has to be like a self-help book or motivation book or business book or something. Drink a gallon of water every day. Uh, follow a diet. Um, no cheat meals or alcohol. And you have to take a progress picture every day. And so that way you can just track what you're doing. So yeah. That's like the gist of 75 hard what you have to follow. And then so we can kind of go over what we all did what yeah. diets we followed and stuff like that yeah so yeah so th- those those are the parameters of uh the program and you you have to do each of those once a day for 75 days straight miss any you fell don't do one of them you fell start over that that's how it goes so you know i i just you know i was doing the gym routine um i've always been a gym guy I'm not really vocal about it or Instagram about it per se, but I've all and, and I always did the gym to be better at athletics. Okay, so I I took my fitness very serious. Now, one thing I feel like I failed at in high school when I was preparing to become an elite athlete was my diet was never good. I never had an elite diet. I trained elite in the sense of how I weight trained in high school and even post high school, uh, but my, my diet was never there. So I was actually excited. Now with the diet, you can kind of pick a diet. And he doesn't say, hey, do this diet. You can kind of pick and choose whatever that, that might be. So for me, I wanted to focus on 200 grams of protein every single day. A gallon of water, obviously, is a prereq to the program. But 200 grams of protein, low carbs. I've always done well eating little amounts and often. So I, I wasn't going to meal prep and do rice and broccoli and chicken and that kind of stuff. I was just going to bring healthy food, uh, a, a good mix of protein every day, and just try to eat it throughout the day. So apple, uh, you have the first form meat stick that has 21 grams of protein in it, and I eat a, uh, a first form uh, meal replacement bar that's 20 or 21 grams of protein. Um, and then being able to supplement with my greens and my fruits and just all throughout the day. And man, I feel so much better. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, move my mic away from my phone here a little bit, or my mouth, but um, you know, I, I don't even remember why exactly I started the program. I know why you two started it, <laughs> but, but I, uh, and we can talk about that too, but I started it because I don't know. I just wanted the challenge. I just wanted, I, I wanted to mix it up a little bit. And I think I had fallen into some lows with my, with my life. I've always been a hard worker, always been a grinder, uh, when it comes to business and, 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 and whatnot and my work ethic. But I was like, man, I, I felt like I was becoming complacent. Like my diet was just okay. I always ate what I want, which is good and bad. Uh, I thought I looked really good. And then I saw my first picture and I'm like, oh, wow, I thought I was in pretty good shape. <laughs> um, and then an issue that I had, um, obviously I don't drink alcohol and, and none of us really drink alcohol here or sitting here, but um, I drink like three energy drinks a day, like the bad ones. That's a different like, challenge yeah. there. Yeah, I did the sugar-free monsters and rock stars, but uh, like I was hammering so many of those a day that my anxiety levels were through the roof, stressed out of my mind, anxiety through the roof, 
and I couldn't function without them. Now, you were hammering rock stars hammering all the time. <laughs> rock stars yeah. all the time. Gas station stops, $10 gas station stops a day um, on just energy stuff. I'm like, that, and I'm like, and I knew it wasn't good, and, but I'm like, but then I'd pack a lunch, and I'd have like an apple and a decent lunch, but yet I'm hammering the gas station stops with energy drinks. And you know, Aaron and I are driving a lot on hunts and whatnot, and so there's a lot of excuses we could make on why we're doing that, but I'm like, man, something's got to change. So, and then I didn't drink with that much water. So I'm hammering all these energy drinks, and I'm not drinking that much water, like the rock star girls bringing all we can drink rock stars by the office once a month. And we just think it's awesome. And I got thinking, <laughs> scratch my head. I'm like, man, this can't be that good. So I, I knew I needed some changes. Then the other thing I was thinking too, I'm like, man, during hunting season, I didn't draw any good tags. I knew any of the tags I was going to be doing was going to be a grind. And then we have all these flu season coming around. I'm like, man, I sure hope I don't get sick during all this. So I'm just, I don't know. I, I, before we go on any further, um, I got to credit my wife for putting up with this, this stuff because, um, she sacrificed a lot. Let me work out each night with four kids, but I put the kids to bed first before I went and worked out, but it was time away from her mm-hmm. that I sacrificed. But anyway, what do you got there next, Peyton? Um, so that, that was one of the things. So of drinking your water, we can go off that, like how hard it actually is to drink a gallon of water. Yeah. You can't wait until the last couple hours of the day, last hour, because it's, you just, your stomach starts hurt. You have to constantly do it throughout the day to make it easier. I mean, you can, if you really needed to, but it is drinking a gallon of water, like health benefit wise. Like I've always heard like drinking, people say like, I think like 64 ounces. So this is double over double that in it. How, like, I don't know how your body starts reacting after drinking all the water. You start to feel healthier yeah. and stuff too. And you yeah. notice yeah. your energy levels, your, I don't know, even like your skin starts to get healthier and everything. Like the benefits of drinking the water was was a big one. And I know for you guys cutting out energy drinks. I know Aaron, he drank a lot and he would get he would get headaches and stuff from the caffeine, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. It, for me, the water uh wasn't necessarily difficult. I it made one of the biggest differences, but doing it so doing it during the day wasn't that hard for me, but going on a hunt and drinking a gallon of water, which I'm sure we're going to talk about it more, yeah. but that was tough. I mean, uh, on an elk hunt, Belmer and I, you know, sat there and boiled snow for two hours to get our water. So that, yeah, that was tough, but drinking the water makes world a difference. And I think one thing about the water that sticks out is in the book that Eric's been talking about. Um, Andy had a friend that just had all these back issues, headaches, blah, 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 went to doctors, all these different doctors. And I think Andy said, well, you've been drinking water. And it was, none of the doctors could help him. He drank, started drinking water. They all went away. So, So, which is kind of a cool story from the 75 hard book. Yeah. Really cool story. So I was getting a lot of joint pain and I was getting stiffness in the side of my right side of my neck. And then when I would work out, my recovery was horrible. Like I'd stay stiff forever. I'm like, I can't work out anymore if I'm this sore all the time. And as soon as I started drinking water with a supplement regimen, and I, I'm sure some of that, I, I don't know how much attributed water and how much attributed to like the post-workout stack that I take from first form. But, um, gosh, that was, that was a game changer. Like that water and, and then my energy levels were up. I'm like, I don't even feel the need to take 
take energy drinks anymore. Now I had a zip fizz today because I kind of needed a, a mind adjustment a little bit, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even drink. I don't know. I, <clears throat> I think it's been since May. So it's December what? December 7th. 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 Pearl Harbor day. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Okay. So it's been, um, since May that I've had a real hard energy drink. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen world of changes. Yeah, from that. I feel way better. My kidneys don't hurt. Um, Off that, we we were driving back from Oklahoma, and I was I was like 12 to 4 when I was driving, and I took a Starbucks coffee drink, and I drank two of them to stay awake, and I could feel it. And we, yeah. I had to stop, and I was like, I'm, I can't drive anymore. Like, in my kidneys from drinking, like, yeah. the coffee, like, energy drink thing, almost whatever it is. And yeah. I was like, they're, I don't, they're not good for you. No. That's, that's for sure. You, so, feel, you almost feel like dog crap when you drink them, too. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you crash, and or you, or you can't go to sleep. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the, water, the water was big, and, and that, um, I don't know, I just saw a lot of opportunities with that water. Now, getting your body used to it, I think it's, it's a little bit. Um, it's a little bit of a hassle in the sense that you got to make a lot of bathroom visits. Yeah, that's the annoying part about it. But I think once your body becomes familiar and um, uh, used to it, I, I I don't think you make as frequent of bathroom visits. And it wasn't that hard once you started doing it because you were substituting like during the day if you're drinking like a 32 ounce pop or whatever. That's I would always drink one at lunch. It's like, oh, I'm just having water instead. So it's the substituting the bad things out. And so your body, I was probably drinking 100 ounces worth of bad stuff anyway in a day, but putting it with the water, I could definitely notice the health changes. Yeah, caffeine right makes you pee too. So yeah. it's not and like it's that big of a difference. It's a natural diuretic too. So it yeah. actually um, dehydrates you. Yeah. yeah. Um, also about drinking water, it curbs hunger. So like when, at least for me, I, I didn't, I didn't want to snack near, I didn't need to yeah. snack during the day. Whereas before I wanted a candy bar or something during the day, I didn't need it. And if I noticed I, like, if I've had like all the food I should be having and I was hungry, go pound 20 ounces of water. I promise you won't be hungry. And it gets your digestive uh, tract moving. Your metabolism is going to skyrocket because water aids in digestion, right? So this program is so simple and that's why it's so money. It's because it's so simple. It's the fundamentals that that your body really needs and i don't know what you're going to talk about next but like even even if we segue to like the education port portion of reading those 10 pages a day i read uh john wooden's book i can't remember the name of it what's the name of it and then i also read how to win friends and influence people and it, when i read those 10 pages every single night it was like i grasped one or two things it was like aha just help me be more professional, help me be just a little more focused and, and help remind me how to be a better father, parent, businessman. I mean, all these things. It was just incredible like how I was just enriching my brain and my soul with some of this information. Yeah. We can go to that, what books we all read or are reading um, off of that because that's what was one of the main things of 75 Heart is like read a book to better yourself pretty much and um 10 pages a day so that could be depending on what book you're reading that could take a little bit longer depending on how fast you read um the first book i started reading and i picked it because i was at walmart and i needed a book for starting it was um make your bed every day Mm -hmm. and um 
I, I picked that book just because it was smaller, and I was like, oh, we're going to be doing some backcountry hunts, so I can throw this in my pack at least. And it, the first premise of it is start the day by making your bed so you feel like you've already accomplished a task to get your day rolling. And I just feel, and for me, that was like, oh, so starting off the day right away, completing a task, this gets the ball rolling, and then it feels like, okay, I get to work now. What's the first thing? What's the next thing I'm going to accomplish for today? And so that was that was the first book I read. Um, the book I'm reading currently is it's the Matthew McConaughey Green Lights, and it's kind of his life experiences of going through life and things to that you can I don't know kind of the green lights that sometimes you'll hit yellow lights or red lights and how it all eventually can lead back to green lights or things going better or your way. So that's what I'm currently reading right now, but. We can talk about what books Aaron and you read, Eric. Yeah, I, can, I just tried to get my internet's not working. I just tried to Google in my John Wooden book, but uh, not pulling up. Mm-mm. I <clears throat> I can't remember. I told you which book I started. I started on one, and you, I got you're telling me about Four Hour Work Week. Oh yeah, Four Hour Work Week. I started on that, and I got bored by it, and I went to uh, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. Oh, book. that's a good book. And I've read it once before, but it was like two years ago or something. That's a good book. So I wanted to read it again and I didn't remember a lot about it. So it's been good going through it a second time and I'm half over halfway through right now. What a good book. Yeah. It's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So, um, I, I started mine September one. Okay. That's, that's when my season starts to get nutty. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I think I was probably 30 days in and I started noticing the mental lift, the difference in my body. And I, I'm like, man, I, I got to get a people who work with me to start this program, <clears throat> namely Aaron and Peyton. So I was like, man, how can I get them to do this program? Now, I offered an incentive to those who wanted to do the program in the company, which is kind of counterintuitive to kind of Andy's philosophy because he thinks you should be self-motivated. You should want to do this for you. And so, but I would come in every day and talk about this program and talk about Andy and talk about the podcast, Andy's podcast, and talk about the book with these guys. And I think both Aaron and Peyton are the type of guys that they'd like to learn. And so they were inquisitive. And finally, I just threw out, hey, 1500 bucks to whoever whoever does this program and completes it because I knew that the $1,500 that I would spend on reward money for these two to complete this program would translate into output into this company because they would be stronger mentally, physically, and they would just be more capable. So that for me, that was like investing in my staff. So that's why ultimately I convinced them to do the program. Now, Belmer didn't uh, elected not to do it for whatever reason. We don't know, personal reasons. But so Peyton and um, Peyton and Aaron decided to do it. So, um, yeah. I, I remember when you, you put that on the board and I, just, I was like, I'll, money, I'll, I'll yeah. do it. I, just, yeah. I didn't realize how, I mean, how parts of it, how it would be so difficult. But then. It's also been like should have done it anyway yeah. for like health reasons anyway. The, we were in our, when we were in Oklahoma. I showed Aaron my progress pics so far, and just the Insane. difference that it's made for me. Let's see him. Let's see. <laughs> Show me your progress pics. Okay. While you're bringing that up, when I put that on the blackboard that one day, Aaron's just like, I can't do it because I don't. I, I just don't know how I'm going to do it because I can't get water on. No, some of I my said let me think hunts. about it. I never said no. I said let me think about it. And then I didn't want to commit to I don't commit right. to things if I'm not going to do them. Right, and this then, and this then, is day one. All right, Peyton's showing us his progress. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pretty round belly. I wasn't I wasn't at my best either though. Dang. <laughs> and then this was 
right before we left. Oh my gosh, man! So it's, I'm still trying to tone things up, but you can just tell in that I've it's changed a lot, and I feel a lot better. That's crazy. <laughs> so that is insane. Yeah, when Peyton showed me that, I was like, oh my gosh. When, when I put that on the board, these these guys think I'm half crazy most of the time anyway because <laughs> I bite off way more than I can chew a lot of times and these hunts and adventures and whatnot. And so I honestly didn't think I was going to convince convince them to do it. I really didn't. I thought the first one to be like to do it would be Belmer because <laughs> I thought it'd be a little bit easier for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, it, I wasn't motivated by the money. Um I, I, and I told Eric, I was like, well, let me think about it. Cause first I want to tell Taylor I was going to do it and make sure she was okay with it. Cause like you said, it takes time away from your family a little bit. And then number two, I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to process it and see what it was all about. And Colton Bergen had told me about it, you know, like six months earlier and how hard it was. And so I just wanted to make sure that if I committed to it, I was going to do it. But I'd just come off that like high country archery deer hunt. And I was like, man, I can do hard things, you know? So that, that kind of pushed me to do it. And then number two is I wanted to get off energy drinks. And I was like, geez, what a, what a perfect way. And I think I've had a half a one, half an energy drink, just barely in Oklahoma. Cause I was on a two week break. I had, I, I got COVID a couple weeks ago and got the fever, body ache chills, and I couldn't even get out of bed for two days. So anyway, I'm back. I'm on day two now. So you started I, over. So what day did you start over on? Four, I was. No, you were on like fifty. Uh, yeah, I was something. like on day fifty, so I was yeah. not far away at all, and I got really sick, and so now I'm on day two restarting. But uh, um, it's it's been awesome. But that's why I did it. I was motivated. Number one, I want to get off energy drinks because it felt like crap every day, and number two, I want to be able to say you know that I can do hard things, accomplish something. And this is seventy five hard. I mean, when you say I completed that, that's that's something. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely hard. So let's go into the workouts. So you have to do two forty-five minute daily workouts. One has to be outside. So what kind of workouts were you doing when you weren't hunting? We'll get to the the hunting part of it later. But what were you doing when you were at home on a regular basis? Uh, for me, um, I usually do at least one real good cardio. So, and I, I always do that as my outside one. So whether I run for 45 minutes straight or I run for 15 minutes, do 75 pushups and then run for, you know, another 15 minutes and do pushups or whatever. So that was one of them. And then the second one is typically like the gym or I have a set of dumbbells and, and a bench and a treadmill at home. So a lot of times I would do a weighted pack and then I would mix that in with, you know, shoulders, back, legs, whatever, with my dumbbells. So, but weighted pack was one that I did a lot. And that made it, I mean, I felt like I could hike anywhere this fall on the mountain because of that. But those were my, yeah, those were my typical workouts. Yeah. For me, I try to do a half hour cardio every morning. I try to do an hour and 15 minutes in the morning. I got up a little bit earlier, would do bike for 30 or 20 and then run for 10, just trying to keep, keep, uh, um, low impact stuff for my joints and, <clears throat> and knees and ankles and whatnot. Um, and then I would just weight train and I try to put more focus on abs and, and core workout stuff too, because that's one area I wanted to add muscle to, because I know that was one of my weaknesses. And then at night I would, I, the first, let's see, 
the first probably 40 days, I took my night ones really serious, like would run three miles, 400 push-ups, 500 sit-ups. And I noticed that when I worked out that hard at night, I wasn't sleeping because I was so wound up from having such a hard workout so late because I wouldn't work out till 8.30. Then I was back at it at 6 and then I wouldn't fall asleep till 10.30 and then back at it the next day at 5.45. So I started to kind of toning down my uh, late night workouts and I, that, that way, because you talk about being able to recover and sleep's a big part of recovery and I just wasn't sleeping with that second workout. So that's one thing after day 40, I put more emphasis on something a little, um, not, not so much, uh, hype and, 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 uh, stuff, try to do more functional stuff at night outside, um, whether that was a pack and walk around the neighborhood for two, three miles. And that would be about 45 minutes. Um, I noticed I started sleeping better and I started recovering better. So for me, I noticed the most results from like 65 to 75 days. And, and one thing Andy talks about in the book is like, it's just winning the daily battle. The results will come if you be consistent. And I parallel that to everything in life business. Like don't try to win. Um, don't, don't try to cross a finish line today because you're not going to lose all that weight today. Um, but if you do, if you win that battle every single day, mentally and physically and put in the work, the results will come later and they almost creep up onto you. The fact to the point you don't even notice them and all of a sudden kind of like your progress pictures, Peyton, if, if you, I, about day 20, I thought I'm working my ass off and I went and looked at my progress picture and compared progress picture number one to progress picture 21. So day 21, three weeks later, I'm like, I haven't changed that much. And I'm working my guts out. <laughs> I got really depressed. And so you, got, and you I'm like, okay, nope, I'm not going to let myself do that. Put in the work, put in the work, don't give up. Yeah. That, I don't know that's if you guys had anything things. like that. Like when you're taking them every day, you don't really see the changes as much. It's when you go back a couple weeks and you're like, okay, I, I'm actually seeing some changes now. And when you see the changes in the photos, it's a good mental boost too. You're like, okay, now I want to work on this area of what, or I want to lose it weight here or I want to gain muscle here. So it, it's good motivation. But for you, if when you weren't seeing it, it could also be uh, in the book and he talks about it, your inner voice, the bitch voice. And it, that could be creeping up on you. Like, oh, maybe I should just, it's not working. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many times I hear that voice a lot, especially when I'm hunting. Oh yeah, oh, you, you don't you hear it a lot. You're not going to see anything. You're not going to work out hard to go over there and just not see anything. Yeah, I mean, I I am so guilty. Yeah, I think that's everybody. I think everybody yeah. gets that voice like hundred times a day, and yeah. you got to fight through I, it. I do, and a lot of times I don't fight through it. You know, I I think uh, day forty, just to pipe in, day forty is when I noticed it. Difference. difference. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, I put them side by side, and I was like, geez, Louise. Yeah, that's what, when you put them side by side, you can really, you're like, holy crap. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And you know, one thing that was really hard for me with the second workout, since we're talking about that, um, was when I was driving six, seven hours to get to another state to hunt. I would have to wake up early to get that workout in and then drive all day and then try to figure out how I was going to work out in the dark, in the cold on that hunt. Because I've been sitting in the car stationary for six, oh, seven yeah. hours. So a lot of times I was doing push-ups or sit-ups at night out in front of the tent while walking up and down the road or guys were jumping in the side-by-side -side to head back to camp and I was hiking back to camp. So some of that stuff kind of sucked, you know? Oh yeah. That we can, let's move into that then of the, some of the challenges of doing 75 hard. Like what, 
So that's one of them if doing the workouts for driving. But then some of the benefits when you're hunting is when you're hiking your butt off all day, Yeah, you can get your workouts in easy because you're just hiking all day. Yeah. You've been working out at home, so you're kind of prepared for it. Um, but then we can go into like the challenges of when you're on a backcountry hunt, water. That was that was a major thing. So yep. we went on your on your deer hunt and we had to pack water in and we packed a couple liters and it would only last us like two days. Yeah, because of how much water we had to drink. And there's no water up top. Yeah. Drinking a gallon of water when you have to pack in far is that's their the part where it gets like, okay, this is kind of ridiculous how much I have to pack in. And Aaron was saying how he was melting snow to get his water for his gallon. And so that was, that was one challenge of 75 hard of back country hunts of make that made it difficult during the hunting yeah. season. I try to slam the water, you know, not, not slam it because you don't want to cheat yourself. Right. Like Peyton said, you don't want to drink all your water, at the at the very last of the day because you're you're not you're not really doing 75 hard that's 75 cheat is what andy would say but um yeah i would try to drink it through the first three four hours of the morning if i know i was going to hike in and water would be scarce so that way i had the water i could hike in with and then wherever i could find water to filter and i more or less planned a lot of these hunts around and my strategy of hunting around how i could get water which is crazy I wasn't yeah. planning it around where I could find deer. I was planning it around where I could w- get water. And sometimes you don't know in the backcountry, especially new areas where you can get water. So that's super difficult. And that even became stressful at times. Yeah. What, did you have any other, other challenges when you're on your hunts with it? Oh, man. It, every I felt like every hunt, I was like, oh, gosh. It's going to, from driving to you know, getting out and having to even just get when you're dead tired. So this is on that elk hunt, you know, I had to melt snow. But the other thing is when we finally got into our tent, Belmer and I, we shared a one man to save, to save a uh, weight. And I'd just, I'd get my phone out and start reading. Cause I had the book downloaded on my phone and I'd fall asleep and the phone would hit me in the face. <laughs> I have to pick it back up. <laughs> I'd get through a half a page, hit me in the face. I mean, and then taking a progress pick, even like getting out of sleep, I'm like, crap, I, yeah. I didn't get my progress pick. So I had to get out, take my shirt off, freezing to death, yeah. and, and snap a picture. <clears throat> I so. froze my nipples off a couple times, <laughs> climbing out of my warm sleeping bag and taking my shirt off. That was really miserable. That yeah. some, some, on some sleeping in a tent, sleeping in a down quilt, and then having to tear your shirt off and jump out of the tent after you just got comfortable. And it was always right when you got in, you're, oh crap, I just forgot, I forgot to do yeah. that. And that was, it made the progress picture a lot harder. Like usually you're just at home, take it in the mirror, but then on the mountain, it's like, okay, if you're by yourself, you're just like, you have to set up your phone and a timer and try to take it. Yeah, and so it made the progress picture something easy. It made it a lot harder while hunting, which you wouldn't think. And then we all have the app and if you don't have internet service, you can't upload it. So it's like, you'd get the thing on there. Yeah. I like, get them all the time. Yeah, oh, did you, you fail? Didn't complete. Did you <laughs> I'm like, no, I didn't fail. You should be able to upload that into the app without yeah, having cell service. figure that out. <laughs> yeah, good. It makes you like, no, I actually didn't. I'm not cheating. Then I'm like, well, did, oh, man. Yeah. I didn't post for like 10 days. Cause I'm like, I was out of service. And I'm like, whatever. I forgot. Oh, one more thing. I forgot. She, I forgot uh, tennis shoes when I filmed the veteran mule deer hunt. So I was running up and down the roads on, in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right after it rained, just sloppy. I covered in mud all my legs. <laughs> Good times. So I guess we can. So 
during hunting, what, what were there things that were easier to do? Uh, workouts, obviously. Yeah, but at the same time, the glassing days were hard. If you were just glassing all day, I felt like, for example, when I was sitting for bears and bear rock, I'm like, man, I haven't even moved today. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess on those, I mean, those veterans hunt, hunts, I had to do it every morning and night. I had to work, you know, I had to wake up before the veterans, and yeah, so that, that made that hard. So if you had to narrow them down to this, so what was your hardest hunt you did during the season? During 75 hard. The Close. hardest hunt? Yeah. In terms of like getting water or just... Just in, in general for 75 hard. The hardest one to do in complete 75 hard. Probably that bad country elk hunt I did in here. Which, which time? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Probably the second one. The second time in? Just because that storm came in and almost you know, wiped us out. Yeah. I was more worried about you guys because you guys were like two hours behind us, an hour behind us. Yeah, that, that You guys hadn't started fun. yet, had you? No, no, you had. We had. You had just started 75 hard, and I killed this I kill this big bull about six, seven, eight miles in and called these guys to come get it, and they showed up in their T-shirts, drenched, soaking wet. I had this bull already cut up and ready to go, and me and Belmer had the first load headed out on our backs. You guys went to look for another elk for a second and then got the meat and then a storm rolled in and I thought, oh no, this isn't good. And the trail started washing out because it was clay and there wasn't even hardly a trail to begin with. And then, then it got cold and then we were all soaking wet. It was either freeze or die. There was, there was no start a fire and warm up. Everything was soaked. You'd have never got a fire started. No. <laughs> yeah, that was miserable. That, that, that sucked on the, yeah. Just None of us had rain up. gear. We just had our clothes on. It wouldn't have mattered. I mean, we, I don't know. It came so hard and so fast. I mean. Yeah, you'd have been soaked either way. Yeah, the we were already soaked. soaked you. Yeah. From, if, even if you stopped and got stuff out, you're still soaked to the bone already. Man, I can't, my hips wanted to quit. My ankles oh, yeah. wanted to quit. I then thought, what am I doing? You guys had, you guys had an hour start on us and Peyton and I had like a little over an hour in a blizzard. Yeah. The yeah. last the last hour and fifteen minutes like, was straight yeah, blizzard. Like couldn't inches even see, of snow on yeah, our arms. <laughs> couldn't even see like yeah. two feet in front of you. <clears throat> let's yeah. put let's put it this way: when when we got back to the truck, I fired that thing up. I'd never been more excited to get in my truck. I don't think. And when I these guys didn't show up for forty five minutes, I drove up and down and up and down the road, just trying to look for a headlight. And I thought I gave myself a time on the clock that if I didn't see headlamps. I was going to phone the sheriff for search and rescue because I'm like, the storm was that bad. And we were that wiped and that soaking wet that no one would have survived out there for a night. You wouldn't have survived. You would have died because oh, yeah. of how exhausted you were with how wet you were and how cold it got. There's no way you would have survived overnight. And so I was like, okay, I'm giving it to, I can't remember, 1206 and I'm calling the sheriff. I told Belmer. You know, Belmer, he's a man of few words, so I couldn't tell how nervous he was or if he thought it was crazy but i i was i had fear and i don't have a ton of fear and i had fear i feared for you guys because i'm like man this is this isn't good you got to a point where it's like all right i can either go faster and i try to go faster then your hips and your legs would start to cram it's like well i can't run faster to get out of the snow but then when we got back to the truck we were like we were shaking because we were just so wet. Taking off your trying to take off your shirt was a struggle just because it was you, soaked yeah, you couldn't your take body. off your yeah. shirt. It was stuck to your body. And then, yeah, I was. Just, I remember when I got back to my car after Aaron dropped me off, trying to 
change out of my pants and thermals and different and i was just i was shaking it was you know i was like this is terrible so if it would have got that bad on the mountain it was yeah yeah it would have been so that next day was probably my hardest workout like because i was absolutely exhausted so getting up at at, uh, six o'clock that next morning so six hours later or whatever was probably the hardest workout i had because I was so wiped. In fact, it took me four days to feel like a decent human being again. That's that's how run down my body yeah, was. With the hunts is you're like, okay, I'm getting the hiking and stuff done and I'm getting kind of my workouts in. But then the next day after hunting, you're like, I want to relax, but no, you can't because you, can't. you have two workouts. And so doing the first workout in the morning when you're exhausted after yeah. hiking out yeah. something is it made it it yeah. made it really difficult. In, in a hunt like that where you're packing meat for an entire day. Well, let's talk about cutting up an animal, which I was doing. Cutting up an animal, especially an elk, is enough to completely wipe you out. Oh, yeah. And so then when I cut up that animal, I had all a camp. I had a front quarter, luckily. You guys took back straps and tenderloins, I think. I had back straps. But I had that dang head, and it was snagging on all that brush on that that trail. That, That... sucked and it will kick me off the trail because the antler would catch her I'd, I'd have to go like this and shift on the way out so it was an all-day workout with every almost every muscle of your body it felt like at times you guys both broke both or both broke your trekking poles didn't you on yes. i know aaron broke both of his i broke, I yeah, broke I one sl- of mine that's what i slid like 30 feet down the mountain you almost snapped your that. knee in yeah. half too yeah <laughs> that was scary i was i was nervous the yeah, entire time we had no time. footing we had no footing that whole time. We we were too late. We we were yeah. We should have left just right away. Yeah, with them. But I, I was in XDR the like every twenty minutes trying to figure out how far we'd gone. And that that trail was so windy. Every time I pulled up XDR, it went like point one miles. I'm like, oh <laughs> my gosh! Yeah, I started telling Aaron, I said, don't even look at it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we just hiked an hour and we went like point two miles. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got, we had three miles to go. We got to the we got the worst part over with, and Belmer starts taking his pack off, and it's it starts pouring at that at that point. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I gotta go to the bathroom." I'm like, "You're gonna go to the bathroom right now? I'd never get my pants back on. It was so wet." I'm like, "Okay." So he went over and took a dump, I guess. And I'm like, "Okay." When nature calls. I'm like. Yeah, it was uh, one of the worst pack outs yeah. ever. That was tough. name name a worst pack out with the I, conditions. No, I've never I've There's, never packed meat out and it, it uh, would have been fine if it wasn't for the weather. It would have yeah, it, it been sucked, it would have sucked still. And you're like, oh, I packed out an elk, but the well, weather is just what topped it off. When Peyton and I were hiking in to go meet you, we had t-shirts and we're like, this is the most pleasant thing ever. Oh, yeah, the weather we, was perfect, we and it literally just hit like that. Yeah. And, and that and that got to me for the most this one of the scariest thing ever, you know. The thought came, and I'm not a worrier, you guys. Like I don't worry about. Oh, I hope they're okay. No, the thought came to me like, oh man, you're gonna kill Peyton and your brother over a bull. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, headline. I, yeah, I made Peyton and Aaron come up and pack my bull out, and they died. <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't a dink. Yeah, at least it was a yeah, stud. That was a nice bull. Aaron's like, it better be a nice bull. And actually, let's talk about the first imp- his first reaction. He's like, that's an okay bull. <laughs> I did? I said that? You weren't like that impressed, I don't think. Jeez, that was a really nice bull. I thought yeah. it was nice. He's a nice bull. <laughs> I think he was really nice once you killed your bull. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. And then we killed your other bull, and and wherever we killed it, um, once you killed the other one, you're like, okay, this one's a nice bull too. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was definitely worth it now after hauling him out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so well, I can't wait to get that bull back. But so I guess we'll go off this though too. What, what was your your personal hardest hunt besides Eric's back out. Well, I think it, it would have been, um, it would have been my, uh, high country archery deer hunt with Tyler. But it you weren't doing been, but 75 I, but I wasn't doing 75 hard <laughs> just because we struggled. There's no water up there at all. So that, that would have been the hardest and it was just grueling. Definitely the elk, the elk kind of went on. Um, yeah, just from, we also got sucky weather, uh, we got soaked. We got uh, it, we had a nasty pack out. Not not like the one with Eric because we had good weather getting out of there, but it still sucked bad. And uh, no water up there. Same deal. So when we when we were up top where we killed the bull, like I said, I had to boil snow, and that that sucked. And I th- this is the crazy thing I think that got me is it, it was only five days earlier that I'd packed that nasty pack out with Eric. And then five days later, I killed that bull way up there. And Belmer and I packed it out four, it was like 4.75 miles. And it was, it just sucked. And it, packing it out was all straight down, but that's what made it so hard. Um, it, it sucked. And so, yeah, five days apart, those, both of those nasty pack outs, I'd say that was the hardest part of my, you know, during, to keep doing 75 hard during that time. Yeah, that's, I mean... Most of my hunts, it's going with one of you two. So, but my personal hunts, I guess my hardest would have been, I don't know, maybe my Utah. I wasn't that bad, but I, I did hurt from running, I think, so much on concrete. I've hurt the bottom of my foot. And so when I was hiking out my buck, I was like, this is the pain in the bottom of my foot, which I guess when you're doing 75 hard, you have to try to stay as healthy as you can too, because yeah. if you're injuring yourself, there's no way you're going to be able to do workouts yeah. if you get a real injury. So that was one thing I, that was probably my hardest, but it wasn't anything crazy of what i had to do with you two but that was during 75 hard so i was sick for probably six weeks whether i had covid or not i was around people who had covid so i call it covid but there was on that on that archery elk that otc archery elk hunt i'm like i should not be out here i I was like that sick i'm like i do not feel good and it lasted six weeks not not six weeks to the point like I can't hunt, but there was probably 10 days where I'm like, I should not be working or hunting. I was that sick. So I pushed through some pretty crazy stuff. Now, Aaron got hit a little bit harder than I did, and that's probably why I was able to continue. But I was like, I am not quitting. And then I got sick. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I felt like I was sick half the fall. <clears throat> and maybe because I was working out too hard and wasn't resting enough, maybe I let my own immune system run down. So maybe it's partly my fault too. And then traveling and then waking up early and hunting hard and then going to bed late. And you know, when you're hunting, you're not, you're just eating what you can, like your fitness and your nutrition isn't the best. Like, but I, I but with, with the supplements and you know, the bars and the protein sticks, I feel like I was able to do pretty good. I think that definitely helped. Well, like when we went to Nebraska, the eating, we only had like a couple options of restaurants yeah. and they weren't serving you a salad with grilled chicken. It was no. like, let me, all right, let's, let me get a burger and not eat the bun or the fries yeah. because things like that. And you're driving all day. It's, it's makes a, it's so exhausting during Yeah. And a lot of these road trips, I was packing lunches, which is super boring. Right. But that's what I do. I, I, you know 
protein, Formula One or Level One, I'd do two scoops, so that would get me, you know, over 40 grams of protein. So stuff like that helps because in a lot of these remote towns, there's just not good nutrition options. Like the oh. burgers were okay, but I never ate fries one time. In fact, 25 days after 75 Heart, I still haven't eaten a fry. And I feel so much better. Like I'll pound a big burger, a delicious burger, because after hunting all day, I know my body needs that, but I'll, I'll leave the fries alone and get a salad or just not eat anything else. Yeah, with the diet stuff, that's what I've done, like... Popeyes was my favorite place to go. I would go there once a week before 75 hard and doing that. That's what my kind of diet was with like super low carbs and stuff like that. And what helped me lose weight. And then like cutting out the fried foods and gas station foods. And they all go, I was just in 7 Eleven and the lady's like, Oh, you sure you don't want any food? Everything's fried. I'm like, It looks really good, but no, I, don't, yeah. I can't eat that. Yeah. And one thing that was easy for me is I just reminded myself, Eric, remember how crappy you feel after you eat that. And that was easy it's for me, true. I remember. Like, even after an energy drink. Remember how crappy you feel after you drink that? Like, oh, yeah. I don't even get the high anymore from an energy drink. It was just like, that's why I would drink so many is because I was, like, longing for that high, and I wasn't getting it. And so I'm just like, yeah, all I feel is like crap. I'm, I'm taking out all the things that make me feel like crap. And that's what's helped me become mentally strong and abstaining from some of those crappy foods and I did have a couple cinnamon rolls during 75 hard, but that's not a cheat meal. That's a, that's just dessert. <laughs> it's, it doesn't say you can't have dessert. So, but anyway, yeah, cinnamon rolls are definitely this Bo's wife made these raspberry cinnamon rolls. Oh my gosh. I'd pay $10 a cinnamon roll for those. And I would never pass those up during any diet. <laughs> I guess everyone will have to see them when the film's. Uh, released on youtube depending on when you're listening it might be yeah. it might be released <laughs> yeah so they did look very good they were delicious <laughs> facts Bo, if you're listening i for christmas just <laughs> christmas is right around the corner yeah, christmas is right around the corner and i heard you're coming to town for christmas <laughs> <clears throat> so i guess we can kind of is anything else notable you guys had during 75 hard that you want to share or no, just that I, I just, I don't know. I, it just gave me the belief that I can do hard things. Um, it gave me renewed confidence. It helped me do a reset button that I needed on my health. I, I, I mean, I've been thinking the last two, three years, like the things you do now are going to affect how you feel at 50 and 60. So that's why I've started really making a conscious effort to take better care of myself because I know that what I'm doing now is going to affect me later. And I'm like, man, I, I look back to my grandpa and his friends when I s saw his friends slowly starting to die and how their decisions affected how they died. Um, some of them had diabetes. Some of them had congenital heart failure. Some of them didn't exercise or take care of their backs. Their spines went out. They died that way. And I'm just trying to do all these things to accept full accountability for how my health is going to be later down the road. I don't know. I look at my dad and he's suffering from a lot of health issues now and he had some things he couldn't control but he also had to sit in a chair and, and commute for hours every single day and I think that how it played into the quality of life and I can control a lot of things right now. So for me, if I'm too big of a, 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 a pussy to go take better care of myself and eat right, I'm like, shame on you for not being mentally tough enough to be able to be... A, a little bit more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
a little more strict with myself to be able to discipline discipline there's the word <laughs> it came to me finally. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, shame on me for not being a little more, more disciplined i have the health i have the knowledge i have all these things i don't have i don't have to go turn wrenches all day i don't have to go sit on an assembly line and sit stationary like take better care of yourself eric you have all these opportunities to take better care of yourself shame on you for not doing it you're so lucky to be able to do what you do and for you not to take the best care of yourself possible and that goes for all of us in my opinion like we're not turning we're not turning wrenches at an assembly line and sitting stationary all day painting. You worked at Auto Leave for a while. Yeah. Not, you, no fun. Yeah. I wanna recommend it. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, look look what we get to do. Yeah, yeah, sometimes the hunts are grueling. Um but it's all part of building character and at least we're not doing the same thing all the time. Then you do a lot of editing, but at least you're not editing the same thing all the time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So if if anything, I hope that inspires you guys who are listening, like, man. Get out of that rut you're in and look at the opportunities you do have. Stop making excuses if your excuse is, oh, well, I have to commute or I have kids or I have to teach this or I have night school. Or You're just making excuses. And where there's a will, there's a way. So find the will and then find the way and make some changes. It's I can't tell you how much it's improved my life, my health, spiritually, mentally. Um, yeah, it was tough, but... If you if you're not and I've and I've told Aaron and Peyton this, if it's not tough you don't grow. If it's not tough you don't learn. It's just like a muscle. When you tear down the muscle and you work it out and you break it down, that's how it learns to become stronger. And it's the same thing with your will. Um, and it's the same thing with learning. If you're not struggling, you're not learning. If it's easy, you're not learning. You're not getting better. And I believe you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So which are you? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's like. Since you're doing making all these hunting, you're gone hunting every week almost for four months. It's like you might as well be in the best shape you can yeah. do for the hunt, so the hunt's more enjoyable. Yeah, you make better decisions. Yeah, and you'll you'll, you'll feel better on the mountain. Yeah, well, I remember when you first started um, in September, the the water part of it. I, I was never drinking enough water before anyway, and we were up there under the tarp when it's raining and my legs were just cramping 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 i would get the worst leg cramps and you get charlie horses but now ever since drinking just the water my joints and my muscles have just been so much more relaxed and better just that's one benefit of hunting i mean, ever after every hunt usually at night like my legs would cramp up because i wouldn't drink enough water right. so doing the water part of that yeah. It, it helped me with the hunting. So this makes your hunts more enjoyable yeah. and the recovery better too. In fact, when you're just talking about the cramping, I forgot to mention something. Do you guys remember when I was having those problems across my hip and my hip band? Yeah, I remember you Where complaining could, about the that. The water got rid of that. Hmm. The, I couldn't, my wife would lay, lay me, I'd lay flat on my stomach. Every night she'd get her knees and her elbows into my hip flexors and my glutes to try to le- release them. I got to the point where I was I was living on ibuprofen. I forgot to talk about that. I was living on ibuprofen and had to get her literally to pull my muscles out three times a day. Think about it. No water and just energy drinks. That had to have been what was seizing up my muscles. Like Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I, look, I'm sitting on this hard plastic chair. I didn't think I'd ever be able to sit on a hard plastic <laughs> chair ever again. Like, I was that miserable. And it, it it's crazy that that went away. Now, um... <clears throat> back backtracking to another thought like doing things on the mountain because of your fitness and making different decisions and having things be easier Peyton <laughs> Peyton and Belmer swapped swapped out um, cameraman on a backcountry rifle elk hunt public land 
and I couldn't turn up a bull. I've been no. to this place twice with, with Belmer. I told Peyton when he's off his hunt, he's coming up if I hadn't killed anything. So Peyton drives five and a half hours and meets me up there. Uh, we're just bombing all over the unit. We're checking out base map. I'm talking to folks, trying to figure out where to go. So me and Peyton do a 10-mile loop. We get in there, and we find, I don't know, 50, 60 elk, and finally found a tiny rag on all these elk, and I just couldn't bring myself to killing him. I told Peyton, we... We didn't, I forgot my, I forgot my fire starters and my lighter, <laughs> my pyro putty. So Peyton had flint and steel and we were so cold. Peyton tried lighting flint and steel for an hour and fine. No, probably 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes. For 20 minutes, he finally got a fire started and well, like breathed life back into us. Like we were freezing up there and I got down and I thought to myself with how smoked we were, I'm like, I'm not killing this bull. And this bull's about as big as Aaron's bull that he just killed. And I'm just like, I am not killing I'm not killing that bull all the way in here. No way. It would have like, sucked to pack him out. Yeah, it would have sucked to pack him out. And he was a baby. <laughs> yeah, he was a baby. And so I was just like, I've already killed two bulls this year. I'm not going to kill I'm not gonna kill a bull. I, I don't need to meet that bad where I'm going to kill a bull and kill myself trying to get one out. And so, and, and I, then I was like, well, no, I mean, that's as good as I'm doing. That's as good as I'm doing, right? So... So then we, we backed out and, um, we're, I'm like, Peyton, we're just going to check one more spot before we go. We're calling this hunt. I was just disappointed. The unit wasn't great. And, uh, anyways, so I went to the spot where I'd seen one bull the entire trip, pull in there, glassed him up immediately with an hour left of light. And I knew it would take two hours to get in there. I'm thinking, 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 how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And Peyton's like, are you, are we doing this? I'm like, let's go. So we went, we got there, we huffed it over there, covered two, two and a half miles, had to go around all this private up over into the public, straight up into him, got over there and we were huffing and puffing so hard. We didn't know if we'd blew out the bull because we thought all the bull hoarders coming in because we we're trying to get in here for before dark. And anyway, um, all of a sudden heard the bull bugle. He was just up to our right. We literally had minutes we literally had minutes to shoot him before legal shooting light. And I don't think I would have tried to kill that bull unless I would have been in tip top shape. Like I wouldn't have made the decision to go in there because it was a little bit, it was a little bit crazy. Like to get to that bull, cause I'd been in there before one time. It took me two hours to get in there and we got in there in 45 minutes. We were, we were sprinting like the whole time. <laughs> it, yeah, it was exhausting. And if it hadn't been for 75 hard and, and, my level of nutrition and fitness, I don't think we could have done it. And I think you'd, cause you, you'd started it. Yeah. You'd, yeah. You'd start it. And then we packed out that bull in one trip yeah. and, and that, and that was probably, that was probably one of the dumber things I've done. That was almost tipped over one time and went backwards. That was just too much weight. In fact, I went home and, and weighed that pack and that was 138 pounds. Uh, that wasn't the smartest thing I did. <laughs> It, but we got one. Yeah, we got we got one, <laughs> and it's all on video, so everyone can watch it. Yeah, <laughs> one day. <laughs> but I, I just got to thinking. I'm like, I don't think I'd have made a decision to go after that bull, but I I wanted to see if I could do it. I'm like, I can do hard things. I wouldn't I wouldn't have normally done that, you know. Yeah, I think that's that was my biggest takeaway take from, you know, doing 50 days of 75 hard and now starting it over, is just, yeah, like. I trimmed a lot of fat off. That's great. I felt better. That's even, even better. I felt better during the day. Felt great actually. But really, I think it was my, my just mindset change of mind. 
And that's, that's, that was the biggest thing for me and still is like, I, I'm not, you know, scared to accomplish something. In fact, I know I can do, I can do whatever I want. And I think for me, that was the biggest, biggest takeaway and gain from 75 hard is mental toughness. So that's what I've, you know, you're talking about, you're not afraid to go after that bull and pack them out or whatever. And uh, that's been, that's been the most beneficial thing to me, despite all the health, you know, gains from, from 75 hard. It's just mental toughness or just attacking something at work during the day or whatever. I mean, it's amazing, you know, what you start to do when you realize you can do difficult things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I definitely think it helps you in all facets of life. Like you said, approach things differently. Yep. All right. So we can kind of start ending it, ending it there. So even if you're not going to do 75 hard, just like the benefits of the health stuff was better. But the main thing of 75 hard, like you guys keep saying, the mental toughness is just one of the major things you, your mindset will change during it. So mm-hmm. if you're going to do 75 hard, that's one of the the things if to expect once you get into it, like you start to view things differently yeah. too. And the, the physical aspects are, you know, that's, that's one of the, that's a benefit of it, but it's more than just like the fitness side of things that helps you push yourself to be a better person. Yeah. So, well, I, I thought about this too. It's like, well, what? someone asked me, why are you starting 75 hard during hunting season? I thought there's no good time to start 75 hard no. for me, for no. me. I hunt a lot and there's no good time to start 75 hard. And for me during with my, the hunt schedule, you guys know the hunts I went on because mm-hmm. I took you in some of the places that I went. Um, that was like doing 75 hard times three, in my opinion. Like I took 75 hard and made it three times or four times harder on some days. Yeah, on some some, some days. of the days are more difficult for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because, because of the lifestyle I live. And if, if I can do 75 hard and not give up and get the results I did all while hunting my guts out in one of the most successful hunting seasons I've ever had with some of the, you know, less favorable tags, mm-hmm. man, that, that's an accomplishment for me. Well, you could even say uh, starting it now, it was difficult, but you could also put, oh, I live in Utah. It's going to snow. I can't do it right now. It's snowing in the winter. I can't, it's not a good time to start. And then, yeah. oh, it's summer. It's too hot. I'll just wait. There's never a really That's good time. That's your Yeah. And there's, there's holidays. We did it over, we all did it over Thanksgiving. I think you ended right before Thanksgiving, yep. right? So it's like picking what you can eat, going to places and your family's like, well, you want this? Oh, no, I can't. I'm not eating that. People, uh, what, why? why? What's wrong? <laughs> it's yeah. like no, I'm just trying to be healthier. <laughs> yeah, but w- what's interesting for me is after my 75 hard was over, like on Thanksgiving, I didn't eat a piece of pie. I tried it, and I'm like, is this is this worth it? I'm like, it's good, but no, I'm good. I didn't eat a roll because I'm like, eh, I, yeah, I don't need it. If it had been my mother-in-law's homemade rolls, then yeah, I would have done it. <laughs> but like, you just kind of like you realize like some calories are worth it to you, and some aren't. But but you you shouldn't overthink it too, where you obsess about it. In my opinion, yeah. Because then I think you'll develop some sort of mental issue with food, and and you don't want you don't want to do that. But my point is, is I try to make decisions based on health all the time now, and now it's not even like oh no, I'm not gonna have that. No, That's, is that really worth it? No, that gas station donut. No. Yeah, it's like after. You- it might seem like a good idea at the time, and then after you're like, that, that wasn't even worth it. Yeah, so, no, I, I yeah. Don't feel but then good. you start to realize that from following that a stuff diet doesn't even start to look good to you anymore, though. Yeah, once yeah. you once like, you start yeah. grinding, 
And then if you do eat it, something like that, you're like, that's not really that good anymore either. Yeah, this stuff doesn't, the the junk food, you start losing a taste, uh, a desire for it. It's really interesting. Because your body doesn't need it. Your body doesn't want it. And it starts to tell you, you're like, yeah, you don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for listening to, uh, you know, um, my journey of 75 hard and why I started and also encouraged Aaron and Peyton to join me on 75 hard. Aaron got pretty sick. He was actually sick for a couple of weeks here. Pretty good. Um, so he's starting over again, but he was seeing some incredible results too. So I'm excited to see his ending results and Peyton's on his last leg. What day are you on? 68. 68. I'm excited to see these last seven. I feel like these last seven days are going to be your best days. Best days. I've been, I've been trying to do the work, my workout stuff different. Usually it was a lot of running and then my foot started hurting. So then I've been focusing more on like, trimming like weights and stuff like that too cool. so i'm excited so yeah his lady can't keep his hands keep her hands <laughs> off him oh yeah she well, can't wait to see well, he, he's got a he lady too so <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> his other lady that's a he just kidding all, all the ladies all the ladies <laughs> yeah no thanks for listening guys and, and again if you want to support us uh go to the muley freak store and pick out something you like we we have an awesome bino harness in the traverse bino harness snap release life rifle cover the boat cover and anything in our shop uh, we we have a lot of patriotic stuff that just came out. What are you calling that new hoodie? Stars and Stripes hoodie. And then we have a Liberty hoodie that's pretty sick too. Okay, Stars and Stripes hoodie, Liberty hoodie. And remember at the end of the day, you guys, we're, we're just out here grinding. And one of our hashtags is grind and earn it. And, and that's what we try to do day in and day out in everything we do. So thanks for the support. Uh, please subscribe, leave a review, send me a DM, Mealy Freak underscore Eric. Let me know how you liked it and we'll catch you on the next one.